in John's Gospel chapter 2, here the Lord Jesus Christ is attending of marriage supper. Now marriage is honorable in the sight of God. I know the Word of God teaches and says this, uh, that in the last days there be folks forbidding others uh, to marry. And uh, uh, strange things are happening in this hour. By this people, my friends, men, 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 women, men, women, and even some of the states uh, are considering passing laws uh, to where that the uh, people of the same sex can marry. And that's one of the most ungodly things uh, that I've ever heard of. And they're trying to do away with the marriage vows and say that there's nothing to it. And there's surely a bunch of crooks uh, and prostitutes uh, and whoremongers uh, and this crowd out of Hollywood uh, has my friends torn down seemingly the homes across this land. Many people say, just live with someone for a little while. And if you don't like them, swap a 40 model off the two twenties uh, and try that for a while. But neighbor, listen, God is not pleased with that. I believe that the divine will of God Almighty was for a man to marry and to stay that way. Amen. So Parts uh, why they came to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and they said to him, Moses gave us uh, a writing of divorcement, and Jesus said, Well, it was because of the hardening of your heart. But notice what he said, it was not so from the beginning. I mean, marriage is honorable in the sight of God. The Lord Jesus is attending the marriage supper, and all of a sudden they come in and they say to it, They're out of wine. And the Bible tells how that uh, Jesus commanded that they take the water pots and fill them up to the brim with water. And the Bible said as they did so, the Son of God performs the first miracle that he ever performed as he begins his public ministry. And that miracle is this. He, my friends, turned the water in the wine. Now what old drunk said one time, is it okay to drink wine? Jesus made it. Now I said, if you make it like Jesus made it, out of plain water, help yourself. Amen. Don't you use any muscadines or blackberries or something like that. They were I believe you make it like Jesus said. Praise God, the internal revenue let you buy. Don't you believe that? Yes, sir. And so the Son of God performs a miracle. Now there's nothing that'll save your heart anymore as you read the Bible about the miracles of the miracle working Son of God. I'll tell you, my heart's thrilled every time I begin to read those miracles. Uh, why somebody said, I, I've heard them over and over. Yeah, but they never grow old to me. They never stay old to me. Praise God. When I read about the Lamb of God walking down the way one day and two old blind boys are sitting there and they've never seen mother, they've never seen dad, they couldn't see the flowers that they was able to smell, they couldn't uh, see the food that they was able to taste, but all the tell you, listen, they heard about Jesus passing by, amen, and they cried out and they said, oh, son of God, have mercy upon us, but all the tell you, Jesus didn't pass them by, and there's never been a hell and sinner that ever called upon I want to tell you, neighbor, listen. He went over there and bore that body touched their eyes. And when he touched their eyes, he would know they'd never seen mother and they'd never seen dad. Think about it. The face of the first one that they ever laid their eyes upon was the, the face of God's darling baby boy. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, the Alpha, the Omega, the Passover, the Paschal Lamb. I want to tell you, they laid their eyes upon the one. That old Zechariah said the bank. And Daniel said he's the stone that shoot out of the mountains without hands. Isaiah said he's the root out of a dry cloud and a tender plant. Hallelujah. Here it is. The Passover. The Passover. 
down. I'll send you the leader. And they led their eyes upon him. I like to read about those miracles that's recorded in the blessed word of God. I like to read how they would take a few loaves of bread and a few fish and set a multitude. I like to read about them. Amen. But let me haste along tonight with all the miracles that I've ever read about in the blessed word of God. There's none of them that ever fills my soul like God loving a hell-bent sinner and saving a sinner. Brother, that's the biggest miracle of all. Amen. How that God could save a hell-bent sinner. Some years ago, I, 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 I like to go to auctions. I like to hear those auctioneers. You ever go? How many ever go to an auction sale? I like to hear those auctioneers. Hey, hey, hey. Even if you need to find the find the find the find the find the I like to go to them. And I, I tell you, I read a little poem one time that thrilled my heart. The old auctioneer stood before the crowd and he had an old violin. Now, I'm a fiddle player. That's, that's what I like to play. I'm really a fiddle player. And uh, uh, that old auctioneer stood there with an old violin. He said, how much is it worth? One man said, why, that old thing's not worth much. I'd give a dollar. Another one said two. One said three. One four. And he's about to sell this old violin that looks so useless uh, for just maybe four or five dollars. Uh, they said about the time the, the auctioneer began to say going once, uh, going twice, uh, all of a sudden now the crowd stepped an old white-haired gentleman. He said, wait a minute, don't sell that valuable instrument for such a major fire. Let me see it. He took the old violin out. The strings were loose. Uh, he began to tune those strings. Uh, he tuned that little E string and then the A string, the D string, the G string. Then he reached into that old violin case uh, and he got out the bow and he tightened the hair. He began to roll that bow was up real good. And then the old fellow placed that violin under his chin and began to draw that ball across the strings. As he did so, people had never heard music like that. While one man jumped up and said, I'd give a thousand dollars for that thing. Another one said, two, one, three. One man weeping said, I'd give four, one, five. The auctioneer said, one, once, one, twice. Song to that man for five thousand dollars. Now, what made the difference? Well, you said the point, no doubt, but here's the difference. You see, the old auctioneer, or rather the old white-haired gentleman, was the master, and he knew what to do with a worthless instrument. Man, when I read that one day, I got on cloud nine. Amen. I'll tell you, I, I saw the old devil, and that old buzzard was the auctioneer, and he had me on the block. And the devil said, how much is he worth? Why, somebody said he's not worth much. His old daddy's cooking, and he comes from a rotten outfit. The devil said he's not worth much. But brother, listen, it looks like I'm about gone. I'm gone once. I'm going twice. But hallelujah, about that time, out of the crowd steps, the master, amen. And I'll tell you later, thank God, he took me just like I was. Out of tune, I'll tell you, damned and doomed and blinded, that's in eternity in hell. He began to tune the strings of my heart. The little E string, the A string, the B string, the Z string. And then he reached into the box of eternity and got out the bull face and rose it up with a brazen and grace. Hallelujah. And began to draw the cross the strings of my soul. They began to vibrate with a sweet singer in so. Thank God it wasn't wrong till I came out singing. They deemed, they deemed, they deemed by the precious blood of the Lamb of God. I like to read about the miracles of a miracle working son of God. 
power to make my sins tonight. Listen, every single friend of this text tonight, notice that Jesus performs this miracle. My brother, listen, we notice here something that I, I want to bring to your heart tonight. Notice that the ruler of the feast said, Son, he said, every man at the beginning that set forth his best wine, but he gives his worst life. Uh, I don't care to deny to give good things out, but the worst is get to come, huh? That's right. You take the devil tonight, he's doing everything he can to get his best now. That's what he's detailing you to drink old coal, but he don't tell you to puke like an old mother. Okay? He gets you out here, he gets you all boozed up on Saturday night, but he won't tell you, my friends, that Sunday morning, your old head will be swollen up, the devil said, leave it up, have yourself a big time. The devil's too soon. He doesn't inform you that, my friends, there's more people die of cirrhosis from the liver than there are folks with lung cancer from smoking cigarettes. Uh, the devil doesn't inform you uh, uh, that my friends tonight you may be a man of distinction, but tomorrow you can be a man of extinction. He doesn't tell you that. Why the devil's too soon. You know what he does? He goes out here on a billboard. He puts the picture of a beautiful woman up there. I mean, a beautiful co-ed. In her hand is a little uh, bottle of alcoholic beverages. Uh, or a little glass. Maybe some Bud Wiser. Of course, Bud, you'll be a lot wiser if you don't fool with it. Amen? Yes, sir. And the devil said, this is the festival, and this is the social type of old one. That's what the devil said. And I want to tell you, my friends, he puts the picture of a new woman. Why don't you put some old hags up there with her hair down all over her face? Uh, and looks like she's been laying in the alley for about ten days. Uh, why doesn't the devil do that? He's too true for that, you see. Uh, yes, sir. He wants you, my friends, to have a big time now. Uh, but God said, uh, at the end of that thing, and it's terrible. Uh, and a good and be turned into hell forever. Is that what the book said? Say amen. Now don't sit there looking at me like a female billy goat, bless God. You get me the amen in the south. Amen. Now listen, my friends, tonight, I will be coming into the blessed word of God. How would you know that the devil's true? He never tells a young man or young woman that's on the back road somewhere that if they uh, indulge in illicit sin, I'll tell you, my friends, uh, that a little legitimate child may be born, their life may be ruined. I'll tell you, remember to that uh, dirty, filthy act uh, will follow them to the day. The devil doesn't do that. No, sir. He just said, have yourself a time. Live it up. Uh, and that's the reason he's got this world set crazy. Do you know that? Why they can't even sell home food anymore without putting a naked woman's picture on the back. I'm telling it right. They gotta, they gotta put some semi-new woman or some old naked heifer's picture on about everything they sell this day and time. Am I telling it right? And some of you mothers and dads, sexual little daughters, get out and run around half naked. There's not enough clothes on to make a pair of breeches for a BJ. And bless some little bunch of old pop belly doodle nose thugs stand back. And their eyeballs tell the legs to your daughters. Uh, and you let them die and get out hell because you won't make them real fight. Oh, man. I'll tell you right now, David, let's not be looking at the word of God tonight. The devil's soon said, live it up. Have yourself a big time. Boy, there's a lot of folks do that. I was in the service the other day. There's a woman had so much paint on her face. If you just a kisser, you'd have got the painter's colic. <laughs> she looked like a clown on a ball of baby circus to me. Well, God, she had so much paint on. Yeah, she, listen. She really marred her beauty. Bless God, she looked plum ugly to me. She made a freight train, took a dirt road. Amen. Bless 
blessing, but I'll tell you the lies. You come with the blessing of the God, the devil, he is He's wise. And he doesn't show you the terrible end of the place. He said, just live it up and have yourself a big time. He's, he's smart. He's smart never. Yes, sir, you got folks religious tonight. There's a lot of folks there religious never what? Man, they join the Jesus, the Mises, the Hootowns. I've, I've got the fish camp for the night and tell them that down below where I live. And then come a bunch of fellas that find a worn outfit like that out. Bless God, they'd have thought I was an organ grinder left my monkey to have. And had a little old hat sitting on top of their head. Said, said he says. <laughs> I never have seen none of them with CJs on it, but anyhow, that he says. I never, come a, listen, if I had to come a walking in there with a garb on like that, they'd throw it out the cookie, just come out of the cookie. Is that foul? Yeah, devil got, listen, you know what I'm trying to say? Devil's got folks religious this day and time. If you think, you think I'm telling you something, you just cross that crowd pay. Then a fellow said to me, he said, you ought to join the Masons and go through the York right and say, you see Jesus. Uh, I said, fellow, I'm ahead of y'all with the Calvary. Ah! Oh, man. One guy said, I'm an until I said, I'll agree you about as hard as I'm a man. Religious. That's when people join the 144,000. They want to get religious. Go to Rome. Kiss a Pope's big toe. Confess the sins to a knot hole, the Latin speaking, robe wearing, bean counting priest. They call Father and he ain't even married and dresses like Mom on top of it. Yeah. Some of you heard me tell this, maybe, but I said, Army, there's no more than a Christian signage. I soon found out he was neither Christian nor a signage. He wasn't either one of us. He said, there's no such thing as pain. <laughs> now, I might look like I come to town with a load of pumpkin honey, but I didn't. Amen. Don't tell me, bless God, there's no such thing as pain. You ever hit your thumb with a hammer? <laughs> the first and the only dancing that I've ever done since I've been saved was when that happened. Then <laughs> a fellow's on top of a barn, and he is left-handed. And he, he looks like a windmill running backwards to drive nails on top of that barn. I never see it. He said, hit the nail. I said, that's just what I done. My thumbnail. Now, I said, this guy in the army, and you know how it is. In the course of two years, you got to take a shower or two somewhere along the way. And army style, this guy was in a big shower, just a lot of shower, and I had to go through his to get in the mind. I had the toothache. He said, fall in your head. <laughs> Made me about half mad. I said, did you ever hear the toothache anywhere else? <laughs> Bless God, he ever heard the toothache in the heel. <laughs> he ever heard the toothache in the ankle. He said, fall in your head. 
I, I get into that cabin, you have the cold water on. I said, whoop, I don't know. He said, it's all in your head. Now, look here. I kill homes about every year. I've got five right there ready to kill. But you know what? When you kill an old hog, you put him in scalding water, and I don't care how big he is, every hair on him comes off. <laughs> hot water is hot water. I told him, I said, you turn that cold water off and turn that other faucet on. He'd have found out that God it wasn't in his head, amen. Next time you find one of these birds that said that it's all in his head, no such thing to pain, you take him with his back turned, you feel straight to it, and find out what it means. Now, if the devil's got folks religious, everybody's religious this day. I quit asking people, are you a Christian? Everybody's a Christian. Well, if you think I'm lying, tell me this. Said, yes, that boss, I sure is. I love the Lord. <laughs> and they got these star whites just about as bad off of telling lies. I tell, you, I tell you something. Next time you ask them, ask them something, are you born again? And he said, yes. Hey, tell me about it. Boy, that'll make some of them swallow their browns, do you? Let's get them to tell you about it. Last goddamn swallow their boots and all the rest of it. I'll tell you that right now. Now listen, the devil gives his best now, but the worst is yet to come. Now then, that brings me down to my message tonight. I want to bring you a message, my friends, about one that gives good things now, but thank God better things are yet to come. You see, who is that? That's the precious Lord. Amen. As you're looking at the blessed word of God tonight, now I'm going to hasten along now. I want you to note, my friends, that in, in creation, God kept the best unto your life. Amen. As we read in the Bible, I'm going to tell you one morning my heavenly father walked out on the edge of nothing and flung into space everything you see and the things you can see. He didn't need rocks to make mountains up. He didn't need dirt, dirt my friends, to make this earth. But he took nothing and made everything. I want to tell you, made the mud seals of this old earth. He put out every silver stream. I'll tell you, he planted every fire garden. He studied this earth with the green trees. And then I'll tell you, my friends, stood back and said, I like what I made. Amen. Yes, he did. But the crowd of acts of God was when he took up the dust of the ground and made a man and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and it became a living soul. Now, God made man in his own image. Amen. And that's the reason tonight you're going to live forever. You say, I'm not going to live as God forever. You're going to live forever. You may not live as God forever. You live in hell forever. You can mark that down. You will never die. Man is created in the image of God and will never die. You'll either live in that land that's fair to me. You'll either live as God forever. You'll shout the victory forever. Or you'll go to hell forever. One or the other. You certainly will. And so we find tonight, my friends, that in creation, God kept the best of your life. Now, God, I never heard God uh, sent his only begotten son to die that a horse could be born again, or a cow could be born again, or an old pig could get saved. I'll tell you what I did read. I read where God loved the poor sinners for good. <laughs> Amen. That God said he was willing to give the best that heaven had. Now, I'm going to tell you, he didn't send some angel that's been on hay rations, uh, living in a back alley with a rusty hail on a moth eaten robe. They asked God to. He shot the best that heaven had. Because he's only begotten son. Come down from the remission of sin. So in creation, God took the best until life. In revelation, God took the best until life. 
Ego Old Testament saints, they don't understand everything you and I know. While we sit here and we rejoice and shout and praise God about the, the truth and God's eternal word, they don't understand everything you and I know tonight. But I'll tell you, by faith, they accepted, they accepted what God told them, and God begins to reveal it to them. Let me give you just a few things. Uh, uh, Brother Tanoi uh, uh, mentioned this somewhat in this message this morning. God acted out the plan of salvation, the Garden of Eden. He certainly did. It wasn't man that was looking for God. God was looking for man. I hear a lot of folks get up. Now, I'm not trying to pick no fuss with nobody tonight. But uh, let me hit you. You use this terminology. I, when I found the Lord, why don't you put that out? He wasn't lost. He was a bird that lost. And he found you. Amen. I mean, God's never been lost. God, you're the one that's lost. And God went look at you. It's God that looks for sinners in the Old Testament, and it's God that looks for sinners in the New Testament. Amen. It said of Jesus that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. It's God that looked for Adam and Eve. God went out in the field, and the Bible says how that God took an innocent beast, he said. And I want to tell you, he made a covering for Adam and Eve. I want to tell you, my friends, that God made a, a coat for Adam and a coat for Eve. He made a covering. That's a beautiful picture of what happened thousands of years later at Calvary's cross. Like the innocent beast from the field that never committed one sin. I'll tell you, God's darling son that had never committed a sin. I'll tell you, was stripped of everything that you and I should have a covering. Amen. And God, my friends, takes me by We can be saved by the grace of God. Now, God's opening these things up, and he's showing forth. All right, you begin to look forth in the Scriptures. What's God as he reveals uh, of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in Revelation? Here's old, old Adam. Uh, I mean, Noah. Noah's fixing it in that ship. That thing's a certain uh, length. It's a certain height. It had three floors. That uh, was tells us of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It didn't have but one door. Amen. It's tells of the sun. There's not but one way in. The Bible says you couldn't tell the front end of the ship from the back end. That's everlasting life. This salvation that you and I have doesn't have but one end to it. And that's the beginning end. Amen. And it goes on forever and forever and forever. And on 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 and forever and forever and forever and forever. Now God shows this. We find that it was God shut the door. And I'll tell you my friends and leave God that'll seal you in. The Bible said that old ark was pitched it in and pitched it out. Which is telling the Holy Ghost of God that you and I are sealed until the day of redemption. God shows forth this. Then we come on, we see the tabernacle in the wilderness, small. All of that details about Jesus Christ. Then we find that Abraham is a type of God the Father. Isaac's a type of the Son. Elise is a type of the Holy Spirit of God. And Rebecca's a type of the church. One day Abraham said to Elise, the elder servant, I was to go get a wife for my son Isaac. And the Bible said he packed up the camels. <laughs> These are the kind you lie, not the kind you carry. <laughs> These are the kind that had a hook on them and not the kind that put the hook on you. Are y'all, y'all listening? Some of you are looking sleepy by now. I'm going to. Now listen, but I'll tell you one thing right now. We looked in the blessed word of God. Old Abraham said, Elise was going to get me a bride from the son Isaac. So he gets the camels and he takes all of the uh, beautiful bracelets and diamonds and all the wonderful jewelry and the good smelling perfumes uh, and the good food and the goodies and he goes in to a far country. to so out a bride for Isaac. He puts out a fleece. The girl that draws water for me and for my camels. Uh, that'll be the job and I'll invite. We go and marry my master's son. Here comes a beautiful little girl with a little name of Rebecca. She draws water for Elise and these camels. He said, Did you go marry my master's son? Tell her, sure would. 
Well, you better look through that for a moment. I mean, she never seen a guy. I never had but one blind date in my life, and I wish I was blind to got there. Man, listen, I'll tell you right now, you'd have them, brother. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going with. You say, you're not Mr. America. That may be all I said. Didn't keep me one black man, Mr. America. Amen. I'll tell you right now, listen, brother, I want to know who I'm going with. I certainly did. <laughs> And so, this girl said, I'll marry. Now, these one of three things showed you, listen. She was hankering to get married. It was leap year, or God was in it. And I'm convinced the Lord was in it. And you know the story. This is showing forth. My friends, the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph was the uh, beloved of the Father. Jacob had a lot of sons, but he had one beloved. Amen. We found that old Joseph was uh, placed in the pit of death. He went away to a far country. While he was in that far country, took a Gentile bride and became the breadwinner of his brethren that was back at home. Do you see that? God has a lot of sons. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. The Bible said he came to his own, his own received him not, but his many received him. Now, them day he power to become the sons of God. But God never had but one only begotten son, and that's Jesus. And Jesus, my friend, came his brethren testament of the pit of death. He went away to a far country. Where? To heaven. What's he doing? He's taking a Gentile bride. Just like Joseph took a Gentile bride. And thank God, he's the breadwinner for his brethren back here. He said, I am the bread of life. You eat of this bread that I am, and you'll never hunger again. And so, we find in Revelation, God's showing forth. But oh my, watch this. One morning, old Gabriel, with an angelic choir dispatched from heaven, stepped out on the Judean hills, and old Gabriel said, Sing it on the downbeat. <laughs> Go on the downbeat, they got to sing it. Unto you born a Savior, which is Christ Jesus the Lord. My soul, the old devil's up down at Herod's house, and he took a running fit. He said, You better do something. There's been a king born, and he's going to take your place. So they called out the National Guard and the federal troops. And they weren't looking for him. But I want to tell you, bless God, the Bible said when they came there in that little city, my friends of Bethlehem, there was a dirty, nasty, filthy, stinking cow stall. Was God's darling son wrapped in swapping clothes? And the Bible said they fell out and they worshipped him and went out of town in another direction. You ever seen this right? You won't go back the way you come in. Amen. And so, God kept the best until last. And then notice this, in the life of the Lord Jesus, God kept the best until last. When Jesus came to this world, despised. They said, we'll not have this man to rule reign over us. The Bible says there's no room for him at the end. The Bible reports, my friends, where that God's son was born in that cow stall. There wasn't no room for him. He, he was hated and despised. He was the offset. The devil saw to that. Why, that's the reason the devil tried to get him killed before his time. Do you remember reading the Word of God where Jesus was often, well, I start to say repeatedly, and that's about what he did. He was often saying, my hour is not come. It's not time for the Son of Man to be offered up. Now listen, Jesus was born in God's time. In the fullness of time, when the hour was ripe, the Lord Jesus Christ came to this world. Amen. I want to tell you something. He lived as long as God wanted him to live. 
I saw where one Bible professor uh, made a statement in the Sunday school quarterly, and he said it makes no difference how long Jesus is in the pool. Well, it does make a difference. Amen. Yes, sir. If he just stayed there two days and got up, that ain't him. If he stayed six or eight days and got up, that's not him. But he sat and Jones in the wheels belly for three days and three nights. So what shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights? And he sat in the strongest temple, and I'll raise it up in three days, did he say it? So it makes a difference. Now I want to tell you right now, listen, my friend, as we declare, the Lord Jesus Christ, thank God, as he came to this world, even though he was despised and hated, God took the best for him. Why, well, everywhere he went, he was a poor man, as far as human estimates were concerned. Amen. Born in a barred stall. Every time he went preaching, he rode in a barred boat, rode into Jerusalem on the back of a barred coat, was crucified on a barred cross, and buried in a barred tomb. I tell you, the poor man, as far as human estimates were concerned. Huh? Brother, listen. I want to tell you right now, listen. God set the best in the life of Christ. Oh, amen. You know why? Listen. The first time he came, he came alone. But the next time, he'll come with 10,000 of his friends. The first time, I'll tell you, they crown him with the crown of thorns. The next time, they'll crown him with honor and glory. The first time, he went and came to a dirty cow shed. The next time, he'll come to the throne of David. Oh, glory. The first time, he rode on the back of a barn colt. Since then, he's been horse trading. He'll be right the one standing the next time. Amen. I want to tell you, my friends, God has kept the best until life. Glory. I've read over there in the Revelation in the 19th chapter. Woo. Oh, Hallelujah. Let me read that. What a God in the limbs heaven. And after these things, I heard a great voice. <laughs> Did you hear that? A great voice of much people in heaven. Hallelujah! Salvation! And honor! And glory! And power! Under the Lord our God! I don't want that best you that time feels over me. Part two and righteous are his judgment. How he has judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth of their fornication and has abused the blood of his servants in their hands, and they said, Hallelujah! Well, I want to put somebody out of business doing something like that. And I'll tell you right now, you know what? The newspaper somebody told me here this morning, they read it in black and white. They roll on up, amen to God, and pray there a demon of hell now, and all of God hates the cross projected, and all this crowd that cussed on time religion, and didn't believe in God, and the church, and God did a show for the end thing. Amen. <laughs> And I believe how he's been doing it. Old Gabriel and old Michael will fold their wings and pull off their crowns and shake their heads and say, Mama, it must be wonderful to be a poor sinner saved by the grace of God. Oh! Hallelujah. Bless God, you think about that. 
You need to thank God that you're going to leave me to take out of the life of Christ. Amen. You're going to leave one thing out. Not one thing. And I'll tell you, listen, brother. They may cuss him here. They may despise him here. But the day will come when an angel will stand with one foot upon the land and one on the sea and raise his hat and swear that time shall be no more. And we're going to live forever and forever. And then listen to this. In the Christian experience, God keeps the best until last. Hallelujah. I'll never forget that night when I staggered into the University of Tennessee Auditorium. One fell on one side and one on the other, and he said, Drunk, I couldn't walk. Loop legged, drunk, vomited, tore my clothes, I'd wallowed my own vomit, laid in old pool hall on, on Gay Street in Knoxville ever sick about 12 o'clock that day. And I didn't know it, but a big meeting was going on. Oh, I'm glad that God cares for sinners. I'm glad to see somebody that loves poor sinners. And oh, I want to tell you what's the truth. They carried me to that place that night, that big auditorium and seat 5,000 people. They took me up in the balcony. And I don't know what they sung. Had a big choir, 500 people in the choir. I don't know what the man preached about. I was drunk and I got up there and it was hot and I went to sleep. But when the invitation started, that 500 voice choir stood and they began to sing, If you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come in your heart. I'd tried everything in the world. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I was talking to Brother Burns the other day. We went by hunting. I, I said, you know, there's some things that's happening. I, I don't even like to think about it. I've done things so low down. I don't even want to think about it. I could put them a million miles from my thoughts if I possibly could. But the times when those things come up, the things that I've done, you know, I stood there wicked and vile. And oh, I want to tell you that night, friend, when I stood there, Bless God, that, that the choir began to sing another verse. Are there any rivers that seem to be uncrossable? Are there any mountains you cannot tunnel through? God specializes yeah. in things that seem impossible. Yeah. And he worked a miracle for you. Yeah. And then they changed again and they started saying, Oh, Lord, don't go away without Jesus. There's almost done. There's about through. There's fixing to quit. When an old boy that played tackle on the football team put his arm around me and said, Red, where would you go if you stood out tonight? I said, I'd go to hell. He said, you don't have to go. He said, turn to God. Turn to God. Take a step for God. I, I, listen, I've been preaching for these many years, and I've never told anybody yet to stick their foot out. But that boy said, stick your foot out. And I stuck my left foot out. But I want to tell you, my right was a following it. Out of there I came, down that aisle. That aisle seemed like it was a quarter of a mile long. I slid into that altar. They didn't have to get somebody down there to tell me to repeat this. They didn't have to get nobody down there and say, now, now you, you do this and do that. Brother, listen, I wasn't interested in nobody else. All I was interested in was my sin-sick soul. I was a praying, oh, God, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for this and I'm sorry for that. God, I'm sorry for this. I stayed there and they said about an hour and a half. Now, I'm not telling anybody you ought to stay there no hour and a half, but I'll tell you how long you better stay. You better stay when the work's done, amen. I stayed there for about an hour and a half. And I felt like listening to this. I felt like Jesus was sitting on a throne right above my head. Felt like he's about 10 or 15 foot right above my head on the throne. And I slowed down. I couldn't even look up. 
I couldn't have seen the speed there, confessing sin after sin. And finally I said, here it goes. I'm going to give it a try. Now, I, I hate to look up. I slowed down. I couldn't face him. I said, but here it goes. I leaned back on my haunches and I looked up and I said, Lord, if you say me, say me. If you can use me, use me. And about that time, there's a dose of salvation came in from a lamb that tried to me. I come and I got born again. Amen. All ugly people looks good and you get saved. That's God, you love your mother-in-law and you get saved. I came out of that old building that night, it seemed like the stars came out on this parade. It seemed like the trees as they're clapping their hands. Something to be like all the cherubims and all that crowd in heaven was a singing hallelujah. Another soul will have to die and go to hell. I got to the house, my mother and my two sisters had gone to the moose club their days. When they came in, they'd had their social drinks and all that. Mama looked at me, big-eyed, as she got to the door and said, What in the, world, in the world's wrong? I said, Not a thing. It's all right now. <laughs> Mama said, You're drunk. I said, I have been, but I'm not now. I said, I got saved tonight. My two sisters said, You drunk? That's that old liquor. He's drunk. And they finally fussed at me, so I went to the back room, got a little three-quarter size bed. I wasn't a big fella then. I got an old bed, but who could go to sleep when you just step from the bottom to the top? Who could go to sleep when God had just put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Who could go to sleep when God had just become your Father, and Jesus your Savior, and the Holy Spirit your Comforter, the New Jerusalem the city, and heaven the country, and God had put all over you, and no little was allowed, New Jerusalem bound, our male special, amen. Then, stop listening. I got up the next morning, I went in Mother's room, she ran with her face toward the wall, and I laid my hand on her shoulder. She said, what you want, son? I said, Mama, how about pressing my suit for me? I just had one little old blue suit. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to church. Mother flung over the bed, looked up and said, Son, do you mean what you said last night? I said, Mama, I never meant nothing more in my life. I said, I'm saved this morning. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I took off down to the little old church. <laughs> down there, Willie. Bless God, I took off to a little old church. No, I wasn't on a little old church. I had 1,600 in Sunday school. <laughs> Mama said, what church are you going to? I said, that big and down the street here. They have come see me. I think I'll go see these. <laughs> I don't just, it wouldn't have been so bad if I'd have walked in kind of dressed up, but I walked in with that Bible on the bottom. They knew business done picked up somewhere. I had the family Bible looked as big as a Sears Roebuck catalog. <laughs> Now, what am I saying? God keeps the best of your life in the Christian experience. And then in closing night, 